Okay, we're recording. Hi, Latha. How are you? Hey, how's it going? I'm doing well. I'm so excited to talk with you. Latha and I are TikTok friends. Yes. Yes, as per most of my guests. <laughs> um, but she really is the queen of manifestation. And um, I believe you just came out with a book. Is that right? Yes. Mm -hmm. I have that's... a book. It's called the uh, Law of Attraction Manifestation Journal. And mm -hmm. it helps people to learn three written techniques of manifesting, the 555 method, the 369 method, and scripting. And mm -hmm. then it's a journal, so you have the space there to actually practice the techniques. Um, I've, been as, I've been a coach for over, well over a decade at this point. And what I've learned the most with my clients is that when there's any resistance or the, when there's additional steps, like, oh, you got to go get a journal now and write into it, the <laughs> follow-through rate plummets. Yeah. So when I had to create my book, I was like, I'm going to create it as a journal so that the techniques are here. It's simple and easy to use. And then you have the, the space right here to jump into it. Yeah. It takes that guesswork out for sure. It just makes it so much easier. I know exactly how to manifest, but my procrastination around actually writing stuff down is so bad mm -hmm. because it makes it feel like not fun anymore it's like almost like you're doing your homework for school or something mm. like that so I love that you've created something like really simple um can you explain what the methods are yeah absolutely so the 555 method so all three of them are written methods right I find that there's something really powerful in putting pen to paper it really takes what you are creating out of the ether space of your mind of a thought into one step closer to reality pen to paper right it's almost like it becomes into the into your life into one step closer to actually coming to fruition in your life and so all three of the techniques are written techniques so scripting is writing your life out the future but as if it's already happened in the positive present tense right and that involves you tapping into your five senses and really creating some imagery as to what your life would look like so if i was living in new york city but my dream was to live on the beaches of hawaii right my scripting might look like i'm so happy and grateful now that i lo live on the beaches of waikiki i get to have fresh coconuts every single day and listen to the beach waves as i fall asleep I love the smell of the salty air as I walk to the ocean every single day, right? Like I'm using all of my senses into that. It's taking me, it's transporting me from my New York City apartment into Wa Waikiki onto the beach, having that full experience. And that's what's really powerful about scripting. And when you're scripting, it doesn't have to even look the same every single time that you do it. It can look different because your manifestation could shift a little bit. Maybe you realize, oh, when I live in Waikiki, I don't want to live in the main tourist area. I want to live further away. So it's not Waikiki Beach. It's some other beach. You know, I want to be closer to Hanuman Bay or whatever it is. Um, then that would change. And that's okay. That's actually a really good point to touch on because sometimes people think that their manifestation has to be forever. Right. So they get nervous to even do it because it's like, what if I don't want to live there anymore? Then move. <laughs> you know, it's OK to change your manifestations. It's OK to want have wanted something at one point and then want something else in the future or it, it changes. That's OK. It's part of life to be that way. Right. Um, so that's scripting. Then there's the five 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 method and the five five method really taps into some numerology because five is the number of transformation and you're writing your manifestation down 55 times 
um, for five days in a row. And this teaches you, it's a lot, (laughs) (laughs) it's a lot, right? You get a sore hand. Yeah. Your hand might cramp up. You might start to feel like, why am I doing this? This is crazy. All of those things come up for you and you have the opportunity to step over them, to move through them, to learn from them, all the resistance, just like when you're manifesting and you have all these limiting beliefs that come up and all this resistance that comes up, you have the opportunity to move through them, to learn from them, to, to really get past them to some extent to, to make your manifestation come to fruition. What's really cool about the 555 method is that it's short. Even though it's 55 times, you're only really doing it for five days. But there's some magic that really happens in those five days. Something deep within you, in your subconscious, shifts. And that shift continues on for you in all of the things that you're doing and the way that you're living your life. So it's a very, very powerful method. And then the the third method is the 369 method. And that method actually kind of was, plays with some numerology as well, because 369, Nikola Tesla believed that 369 was the numbers that would lock unlock the universe, right? Like very powerful numbers. And you're kind of tapping into that energy, a very powerful energy. So for <clears throat> every day, you're going to write your, your affirmation down three times in the morning, six times in the afternoon and nine times at night. And you're going to do this every day for a much longer period of time, right? So I usually recommend a minimum of 33 days. I've seen people do 40 days or more. I've seen people say 21 days is enough for me. So it really depends. But I think there's a sweet spot at 33 days. Yeah, because it takes around 21 days to rewire a belief. Is that right? Yeah. A lot of people say it takes 21 days to form a habit. Now that's true, but that's for the average person, right? Some of us are are above average. (laughs) So maybe we need above average number of days, you know, um, some of us are a little more stubborn and above average. So maybe we need 40 days or maybe we need 30 days to really get that and become, make it into a habit. What the three, six, nine method does is that it really ingrains it into you on a regular and consistent basis long-term that this is already yours because any affirmation that you're writing is in the positive present tense and it's going to be a shorter affirmation for the 369 method and the 555 method you want to keep it kind of concise and I talk I talk a little bit about that in the book just about really how how you can write a powerful affirmation that isn't a run-on sentence you know because your hand your hand does get tired if you're writing it again and again and again and again you want to keep it short and sweet to the point powerful Mm -hmm. and effective yeah And I've also found personally when I've been doing those types of like writing methods of manifestation, I, I try not to do it when it doesn't feel like fun or joyous. Like if I'm just like making myself do it, I'm like every limiting belief is coming up right now. I do not even believe this is possible. Mm -hmm. Like I think there's something to say in feeling good before even starting the writing task? Have you found that? Yeah, absolutely. And I I really do agree with you. There's no point in forcing yourself to do something, right? The whole thing about manifesting is very energetically connected. As a child, I always felt that the way I could explain manifesting was thinking with your heart. It's literally so ingrained in your feelings. So you want to be in those high vibrational feeling states, those high frequency states, right? Which is the feelings of love, gratitude, Enjoy. Those are the high vibrational states that you want to tap into. Are we always consistently in those states? No, <laughs> not at all. 
Um, the thing is that you want to try to at least not be in the low, super extra low vibrational states, which are, you know, guilt, regret, being, um, feeling guilty, feeling like you've done something very wrong, feeling shameful. You know, those are like those super low vibrational feelings. So a lot of times if I'm not in that space of being like high vibrational <laughs> in the moment, um, I like to tap, uh, tap into something that I call a love list. So it's literally a list of things I love. It's a note that I have in my phone, and it's a list of a piece of music that every time I listen to, it just kind of boosts me up. I get like, you know, I get a little excited about it. I want to dance around. I want to move my body. Um, or a quote that every time I listen to, that every time I hear it, I'm just like, oh, yeah, reminds me. Or a specific memory, right, of a specific time that I went to the beach with my friends and the wind blew so so hard that it knocked us over and we were just like in the sand laughing kind of thing. You know, very specific. Not that I went to the beach with my friends. It's that I went to the beach with my friends and this happened. And it's a very specific memory. Um, it could be a TikTok video or YouTube video or something that just really brings you a lot of joy. So this love list is like my secret weapon. So if I know that I'm doing the 5-5 method, but guess what? I had a really crappy day that day and I just cannot get myself into one of those high vibrational state energies. Uh, I pull out my love list. <laughs> I get it out and then I listen to that piece of music. I go watch that video. I think about that memory until I feel a little bit better, until my energy is a little bit higher, you know, mm -hmm. um, until I feel good. Yeah. And then I'll sit down to manifest. But I agree with you. If you're feeling bummy and you're just like, I hate this, I don't want to do this, then don't. <laughs> I'm curious if you have any advice for people who may be like suffering from depression, but they're trying to maybe manifest their way out of it, or they're trying to, um, maybe they're depressed for circumstantial reasons or mm -hmm. whatever it may be. How can somebody truly, like besides maybe the love list, is there another trick for days where it's like really just not difficult? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, let me first acknowledge depression. <laughs> I'm a big believer that it is real. It exists. Um, I, I mean, like depression is tough, right? I've had friends that have gone through and are experiencing depression for event, you know, reasons based on events or long-term, like, you know, mental health reasons, whatever the case is. And it is so difficult. Oh my gosh. And it's like a really, really difficult situation that I don't think everybody understands. I don't think everybody gets depression the way it needs to be gotten um, mm -hmm. and treated. But I also think that people that uh, are dealing with depression or struggling with depression, uh, I want to say find help, but it's so much easier to say find help than for people to actually find help, right? I think that finding support and help in whatever way that looks like for you is so helpful. Um, also, creating a routine can be really, really helpful. And if that routine even just looks like I will make my bed, <laughs> you know, and I will brush my teeth, and today I will do this kind of thing. But it's like even a checklist with three things on it but every day you do those three things and it kind of gets you up and gets you going. I think that that can be helpful in the space specific of manifesting. Can you manifest when you're depressed? Yeah, <laughs> you can. Can you manifest your way out of depression? Yeah, you can. Um, but I wouldn't say just depend completely on your manifestation. Manifesting takes multiple things, right? It's not just sitting at home and writing in a book. It's not just your thoughts and your feelings and your visualizations. It's not just the affirmations that you're using. There's a piece of it that's called aligned action, 
right? And aligned action is what you are doing in your life. And that might look like if you're dealing with depression, calling, um, calling up a therapist and starting to work with a therapist. It might be talking to your partner or your best friend and explaining that this is what's going on. It might be drastically changing your diet right? It might be going to see a functional doctor to see if there's some kind of issue that you're dealing with, maybe leaky gut that's, you know, causing inflammation in your body that's including and, and exacerbating your, your depression and your mood and things like that, right? Mm -hmm. Those things are aligned action for people that have depression or that are dealing with it and struggling with it and still want to manifest. But manifestation takes, it's a lot more than just like pen to paper. Pen to paper is great, but, you know, being in that aligned action is is vital for any manifestation to come to fruition. Mm. I love that you touched on leaky gut <laughs> because <laughs> I feel like when people think of depression, they just think of like a mental illness and yes, mm -hmm. it is. But I feel like I can say this because I was on and off antidepressants for most of my like adolescence to early twenties. And it took me a very long time to understand that it's so holistic. Like it really is about your gut. It's really about your hormones. It's about your energy. You know, it's everything and anything all together at once. Mm -hmm. And so I know that might be overwhelming if people do have depression at this moment. They're like, shit, it's more than I thought. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I, I, I liked that perspective. Yeah. And it all matters, right? It's all intertwined. And I think in Western medicine, so prior to me becoming a, a spiritual coach, I actually went to medical school, right? To become a doctor, like have an MD. And I left in my last year of medicine and I learned all about how the body functions and things like that. And I knew it wasn't the career for me. I knew I wanted to help people, but I was like, eh, close, but not it, you know? Um, and years later, I went on to get a master's degree in Ayurvedic science and integrative medicine. Okay. Well, I just threw my headphones. I thought that might've been the case. I remembered seeing a TikTok of yours. I think you had mentioned that. And I'm really mm -hmm. fascinated by herbal medicine. I know there's many different types of herbal medicine, but I've tried Ayurvedic medicine. So I'm fascinated. So whatever you want to tell me about that, I'm like all ears. Yeah. So that's kind of what really shifted my focus and ideas to our body is more than just what we think our body is, right? Sometimes we think like, oh, I have a headache, let me take an aspirin for my head. But it's not really healing the root cause, it's symptom management at that point, right? If you had a splinter in your foot, you wouldn't just take the aspirin, you would go and try to pull that splinter out of your foot, right? To, to remove the root cause of whatever your issue is. Um, in an Ayurveda, you're seen as the whole person. When you're treated, you're treated as the whole person. Your spiritual body, your physical body, your mind body, all of that is one, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like you can't address one thing without addressing the other. Um, and I'm a big believer in that. And that comes to, you know, in every aspect of things, even when it comes down to depression. I have a good friend of mine from medical school. Her name is Dr. Kendra Campbell. If you want to look her up, um, she has she's on social media too for free range psychology. And she's an MD. And she runs a... Um, now she also runs a nonprofit, but she also really talks about how prescription drugs aren't the solution for everybody and that there are ways to be able to get, deal with, live with, heal mm -hmm. mental illness, um, not using prescription drugs or re drastically reducing your dependence upon the drugs. And um, 
I had her come and talk to my uh, group coaching program, the Journey Group Coaching Program, and she blew me away with what she was sharing. And I know her as a person, but like the things that she was sharing about how she has been able to help people with mental illnesses that I was like, wait, what? <laughs> you know, you've, you've helped them get off medicine too, you know, kind of thing. Like depression, I'm like, yeah, I, I can see that, you know, but then she's talking about schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, all of this stuff. And I was just like, wait, is this possible? And even having all of the knowledge that I have to, I have been so ingrained in the idea that the only path forward in certain situations is pharmaceuticals. And I had to check myself, you know, and I was like, man, this is wild, you know, it's wild, it's wild that it just becomes so ingrained in us that there's only one path forward, that there's only one solution to an issue when that's not true at all. There's so many different paths and so many different solutions. Um, my only thing that I will say is that if you do choose to go an alternative route, or I would like to say a complementary route, you know, and work with a, a doctor that believes in holistic healing and things like that, even in the mental health field, um, really work with someone. Don't just try to do it on your own. Don't just throw your meds in the trash or you flush them down the toilet. There's a whole science to this, right? Like you have to taper things down. You have to go slowly. You have yeah. to be able to integrate things into your life and um, you need support to do that. Yeah, so. absolutely. Please do not stop your antidepressants all no. at once. <laughs> no, or at all without guidance, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm not telling anybody to stop their antidepressants without guidance at all. I think that there's a path forward to do that if that's what you're looking to do in your life. But if it's not good for you, don't do it, you know? Yeah. I just want people to know there's choices. There's always a choice on what you can do. And, you know, you choose what's best for you. Yeah, of course. And I feel like sometimes the spiritual community can, I don't know, put their nose up at pharmaceuticals too easily. And I'm never, I'm, I will never say... I don't love all pharmaceuticals, but like if it works for you, then it, it that's great, you know, and mm -hmm. sometimes mm -hmm. one thing's changed somebody's life, but it doesn't work for somebody else. And they've tried, you know, an alternative, maybe that's herbal medicines or whatever it might be. And that works yeah. for them. That's great, you know, but um, yeah. <laughs> There's no one type fixes all for all of this no, stuff, I feel. Not at all. Not at all. You know, and I, I always encourage people to explore and see their choices and get second opinions and all of that stuff because so that they can see that there's options and you're never just in one stuck space. Right. And to bring it back to manifesting, I want to always encourage people like you're never just stuck in one space space just because your history looked a certain way doesn't mean that your future is going to look a certain way right it doesn't mean that you have to continue to think the thoughts that created the situation that you might currently be in you can shift your thoughts and create new situations i'm a big believer that our thoughts create our reality right that our words create our world that what we are putting out there into the universe is what we are then getting back and um, a lot of times i think people can feel like oh i grew up poor I'm going to be poor, you know, or this is what happened to me. And this is what it will always be. I'll always mm -hmm. have to deal with this anxiety. I'll always have to be stuck in this space. I'll always only live, you know, work a, um, an entry level position kind of thing, you know, very, very low level positions. I, I'm not the one for this, but it's like, you keep creating that, right? So in the space of manifesting, your words are creating your world. So if you're continuing to create that, if you're continuing to speak that even as a joke, all jokes come from reality. And guess what? Your jokes are creating your reality. Yeah. Are there any words that you absolutely just don't say? 
there's words I'd like not to say. <laughs> I'm human. I'm perfect. You know, I'm not perfect. Um, I try to replace some words, right? So I try to re replace the words of, like, um, I I I've got to do this with, mm -hmm. I get to do this. Mm -hmm. It changes the energy of it. Instead of saying I got to wash the dishes, I get to wash the dishes, so I can have breakfast tomorrow morning on a clean plate. You know, and it changes the vibe of it. Um, I like to say, instead of saying, but, you know, I try to always catch myself and say, and, right? I, uh, my, my client is, my client is very stubborn and wonderful, <laughs> you know, and it changes it. It changes the, 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 the energy that you have towards any kind of situation, towards anything that you're speaking um, in the space of money. Right, I change my, vocab my vocabulary around money. Instead of saying, I spend money, I say I circulate money. Because mm -hmm. when you circulate something, guess what? It's coming back to you. It's movement. It's an energy. It's a flow. So I circulate money. I want I to touch to on that money real quick because yeah. what kind of advice do you have around, I have so many friends who experience this, buyer's remorse. Mm-hmm or like shame around spending money at all. Like it's not necessarily about making money, it's more about even for things that are necessary, there's mm -hmm. that programming in them where they'll spend the money and then they'll be like, oh, I don't, I don't feel good now. And there's that panic, there's that lack that comes in, you know, so on and so forth. So a lot of times when that happens, there's some deep rooted limiting beliefs there. Right. Because when we are even moving towards a manifestation and then we have a lot of anxiety come up about having that in our life. Guess what? Those are your limiting beliefs coming up and being like, hello. <laughs> oh, remember, do you you do think that you're really worth this? Do you think that you could really buy that handbag kind of thing? Um, and it's, it's really about addressing that, addressing your shadow self, doing that shadow work that inner child work, that healing work inside to quiet those things down because in truth, you're deserving of everything, right? I'm a big believer that abundance is your birthright and it's it's there for you. It's always present for you. It's just the blockages that we create in our life that blocks it from flowing to us so that when we're able to remove those blockages, to shift them, to change our perception of what we are able to achieve, then we're able to achieve more. Mm. Sometimes my guests will say things and I'm just like, I don't even know how to go from there. Cause I'll just get chills. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, that was, that was great. And I feel as though it's now coming to my next question for you is how do you address those limiting beliefs? Like, how do you know? Cause I get this question all the time on TikTok, and I feel like, mm -hmm. There's only so many ways I can answer this in my own language. So mm -hmm. maybe you'll have a better explanation. Mm -hmm. Where do you start? Like we always talk about limiting beliefs and changing them and blah, blah, blah. But how do you know what they are? It's a good question. So you'll see them as you're getting closer to your manifestations, 
okay? So if I am looking to manifest a home, a new apartment that is a three bedroom, two bathroom, beautiful apartment at a certain location, but then all of a sudden I see another apartment that is a two bedroom, two bathroom apartment that I'm like, maybe I could make this work. It's almost as if your limiting belief is coming up and saying, can you really get that apartment that you really want? Maybe you should just go for this. It's almost coming up as a consolation prize as to say like, how much do you want this? It's your limiting belief that's popping up for you saying, mm, are you sure? Are you sure you can afford that? Are you sure, you know, kind of a thing. Um, a lot of times our limiting beliefs will come up in the space of anxiety, in the space of uh, like tension or fear. You know, those ideas that come up are the limiting belief. When you think about having um, the partner of your dreams, what's the immediate thought that comes to you, right? Is it that he's going to cheat on me? They all do. Is it, oh my God, he's too rich for me. I can't do that. He'll never take me seriously. Um, is it, he's too old, <laughs> that age difference. Oof. You know, there's always a limiting belief there. And I'm not saying that those beliefs might not be true, right? Maybe he is uber wealthy. Maybe he is kind of old. You know, maybe there's whatever there is there. But that doesn't mean that you have to limit yourself based on those things, right? You don't have to continue to create energy and put energy into that space. You can shift it. Whenever you can identify a limiting belief, you can flip it. You can really reframe it in your mind and see what is there for you. You can challenge it to an extent. If my limiting belief is all men cheat. That's a I big would, one. It's a huge That's one. That's a huge I, one. Oh my god! I had it. <laughs> I had it for the longest time. I, I see that so often and I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. like, I, it's so hard to tell women that I'm like, you need to to stop believing that because you're going to keep yeah. attracting that exact person. Yep. And I've been cheated on. I'm not saying I've never been uh -huh. cheated on. I understand <laughs> where it comes from. Trust oh, me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I was married previous to my current marriage. Um, in my early twenties, I got married and I was cheated on multiple times, blew up in my face, was terrible. And I came out of that marriage very mad mm -hmm. <laughs> and sad and disheartened and having the belief that all people cheat. I'll never find some, I'm unlovable. No one will ever treat me right. You know, all of these stories. And that's what I created again and again in my life. I got into a lot of situationships. I got into a lot of different ups and up and down situations. I was creating the same relationship with different faces. <laughs> you know, it might've been Tommy, then Joe, then Johan or whatever it was again and again, but it was a different face, same relationship same relationship again and again. And I had to understand that I was creating that and I had to shift that and learn the lesson there and really shift it. So what I did was instead of thinking all people cheat, I started to tell myself the opposite. I was like, people are faithful. The people that come into my life are monogamistic. The, the men that I meet want long-term relationships. And it felt like a lie. <laughs> it felt like a lie. Oh my gosh, it felt like a lie. Like I was just like, I'm lying to myself. But I continued. <laughs> I continued with it until it felt like less of a lie. And then it felt like natural. And then I could really embody it. You know, and that's when I really had this complete shift in my personal life and who I could be with in the type of men that I was dating, in who I was, you know, bringing into my circle of friends or it going out with or spending time with. It shifted me. It didn't shift them. They always existed in the world, but it shifted my, where my like radar was kind of detecting people. Before I was thinking all men cheat. So guess what? My radar was going, yep, beep, 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 beep. These are the men. Go get them. They all cheat. <laughs> <laughs> I shifted my radar to yeah. say, hey, 
there's quality people out there. There's people that want to be with you for long term. Okay, cool. So then my radar shifter, beep, 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 beep. Go get those. They're the ones. And then you can pick. So yeah. 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 And I think it's also important to note that doesn't necessarily mean that you'll just be like gullible or, you know, totally like a doormat for somebody. Like you'll still have your wits about you and you'll still be able to like, I feel like that's where the real block comes in because people don't want to let their guard down after the Mm -hmm. the last time they might've been cheated on. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, that guard is like, blocking all the goodness from coming in anyway so it's like what is the point yeah and that's that's where fear comes in right that's that aspect of fear it's that space of doing that inner work and really getting it out because it's not true that all people cheat right there's people out there who have never cheated there's people out there who have cheated in the past and never would do it again there's people out there who will continue to cheat because that's their their mo cool (laughs) right everything exists and that has to be that understanding right that comes about that uh, that internal understanding that that knowing that there is someone out there for you but again it's not ignoring someone if you're in a relationship and you're seeing all the signs of them cheating all of a sudden they got two cell phones all of a sudden they're calling you baby and not by your name you know like all of those little things that destiny's child warned us about um yeah Go, you know, then that's the time for you to make a change in your life if, you, if that's what you want. But it's it's like really being in that space of understanding that there are options for you in the world. There's always a, a change. And if something that you manifest, that even if it's a partner and your desire <laughs> changes, that's okay. Your manifestation can change. Your relationship can change. You're a dynamic being. What you wanted one moment may not be what you want the next moment. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that that means another partner and it might mean another partner for you but you can change the way your relationship is being in the same relationship right you can change the energy of that relationship you can change the level of commitment in your relationship you can do all of these things but it starts with you it starts with you understanding what you want and that's why i always say like in manifesting the first thing the first step of manifesting is to know what you want right? If you understand that you want to be with a partner who loves to salsa dance, is monogamistic, wants children in the future, and is so, so funny, okay. So if you meet somebody who only wants to watch football, couldn't give a crap about kids, and just has the worst sense of humor ever, (laughs) guess what? You're going to know. Yeah. Not the one. (laughs) I actually, that's so funny you said that, because I actually showed my, my, my husband now, I've only been married once that came out funny, but my, my current husband, I showed him the list of qualities that I had written down before I had met him. And I think it's important to write them down just to keep yourself accountable too. like, okay, does this person really have everything that I want? And maybe people are going to call you fussy or, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. But I showed him the list and it was actually comical. It was so specific. And I was like, yep, everything on it was like, check, 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 check. Mm -hmm. That's you. And I get this a lot with my clients as well, where they're in relationships and they may have had their spiritual awakening during that relationship. And now instead of sort of like growing together in the same trajectory they're like growing in completely opposite directions and they find it really hard to like find that way back to 
growing together rather than apart. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, unfortunately, that's going to happen and the relationship may not survive that. And that's kind of like meant to be, but other times it doesn't have to be um, the case. So I'm curious if you've found that that's also something that comes up for your clients Mm -hmm. because it's like such a pattern for mine. Yeah. And it's, it's this idea. Oh, also when you're talking about the list, I was like, yeah, I did the same thing. <laughs> My husband is everything on this list that I wrote. I have it crumpled somewhere. I've, I've kept it for all of these years now, but, um, yeah, every single thing. It's so funny because on my list, I had some very specific things. I always wanted to be with a tall guy. So I said, my my ideal partner is taller than six foot. <laughs> my ideal partner loves to cook. I didn't really like to cook. I think I missed out partner. tall on mine. because. <laughs> but it works. What you got mine. <laughs> no, my husband's just, just shorter than me, like, like by the smallest <laughs> amount. <laughs> But it, you know, it still works for you, right? And the thing is, the things on my list were a priority for me. That were something that I maybe saw in a different relationship didn't work out for me as well, or that I was very attracted to, and I wanted to put on my new list, right? Mm-hmm. Um, some other things were like being open-minded and loving, wanting a uh, family in the future. You know, have, wanting to have children. I always knew that I wanted to have children. Stuff like that. Must love dogs. <laughs> That's a big um, one. Yeah, and I manifested my husband, who is six four. He loves dogs loves kids. We got two together. Um, and he is a professional chef, you know? So it was like literally everything ding, 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 ding on my list. And, and it was interesting cause we met, you know, in real life, like we met at an art gallery actually. And, uh, I didn't know any of these other things about him, but it was like some of the things that initially attracted me to him. It was like this almost energetic connection. I had asked the universe, bring me this person. I know that they exist. And the universe was like, okay, here he is. Is this the one that you like? Kind of thing. And as I got to know him, I was like, wow, he's literally everything on my list. So it was really magical. Um, and yes, I do find that a lot of my clients, well, not a lot. There are some of my clients that will manifest their ideal mate. And then guess what? Not continue to manifest the relationship. And then what happens? That's it's, it's you manifesting the wedding, the dream wedding but not the marriage and Mm. manifestation is what you are creating, right? So if you continue to start to focus and create how lazy your husband is, how he doesn't take out the garbage, how, Oh my God, when he comes home, he just wants to put a stinky feet up. He never puts his laundry in the, I get it. (laughs) I get it. And, but if that becomes your main focus, then where's your energy going? Right? It's going to continue to be in this spiral of all the things that aren't working in your relationship. Right. Um, and if it comes down to that, there's also many other options. There's couples counseling, there's, you know, different ways that you can reconnect and, and create a more of a spark in your relationship. There's Tantra, Tantra counselors and things like that. Um, there's a lot of different things that you can do, but it's like, what are you creating in your marriage? Right. Mm-hmm. You manifested your mate. Are you manifesting your marriage? Are you manifesting your union together? I love that manifesting your marriage. That is so true. I've never even thought of that perspective before, but I always say to my friends, like girls and women in general love to just get on the phone and like just gossip about their husband in like a bad way. Like just, I guess, complain about, exactly what you said he hasn't done the laundry he hasn't taken the trash out whatever it is and I'm like you your girlfriends now have the idea of this person as well like in their mind that he is 
the worst person because that's the only information mm-hmm. that you feed them. And it's like yep. this feedback loop as well with your girlfriends because they're like, well, of mm-hmm. course he hasn't taken out the trash. He never takes the trash out of like that reinforcement going back yep. and back and back. And that's a hard one to, to break if you're already in it as well. Cause I've experienced mm-hmm. that in my, my girlfriends and my old relationships as well. But yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's that concept of where your focus goes, grows, right? Mm -hmm. And when you're chatting about it with your girlfriends, your good girlfriends, we're probably, you know, saying stuff about their partners as well. You guys are building towards that. You're putting a lot more focus. You're putting your energy and your emotions into that. And then the universe is like, oh, okay, you're spending a lot of time on this. I'll give you more of it. (laughs) You know, the universe is an algorithm, if you think of it like that, I think sometimes it's easier to understand. But the universe is an algorithm, which is just like on TikTok, if you know anything about the TikTok algorithm. As you're scrolling through videos, if you like a video but with a husky puppy in it, mm-hmm. the next video you see is going to have a husky puppy in it. <laughs> Guess what? The next one you comment and you say, oh, so cute. And then the next video is a husky puppy. And sooner or later, your whole feed is husky puppies. Yeah. Why? Because you liked it. You commented on it. You spent time there. You put your focus into it, Right. And then the algorithm of TikTok and the algorithm of the universe is giving you what you asked for. It's saying, oh, you put your focus here. You must like this. You must want more of this. I'm going to give you more. Oh, your husband didn't pick up your, your socks and drive you crazy. Five more socks on the floor. <laughs> you know, it's like you're creating it. You're putting more energy towards it. And I mean, the way to really shift that and really be on the flip side of it is to start to, to really think about the things that you love about your partner. And sometimes that's hard, right? Because they're doing crappy things. They're doing all the things that you are really annoying to you. But even if you just start with, you know what? I love my husband and I love how he treats the children. I love my husband and I love how he makes me a cup of coffee in the morning. I love my husband and I, I really appreciate how he does, you know, he mows the lawn every three months, <laughs> whatever, you know, whatever it is for you. Even if it's a stretch and you have to find that thing find that thing and continue down that path again and again on a daily basis. And you'll see your energy and where you're putting your focus is shifting because it's shifting from he didn't pick up his socks. He really sucks to look at all the things he does to you. Look at all, look at that energy, you know, and then it's going to shift the way that you're reacting to him rather than him, him coming home and you saying like "Mm, your socks or whatever, or him having this energy around the socks on the floor. Um, you're going to be like, babe, you cut the grass. Oh my gosh. Thank you. You know, or whatever the case is, but he's going to feel that. And he's going to want to do that more when you put focus towards something. They want to do that more. I mean, I've noticed this with, you know, many of my partners is when you are giving someone praise for anybody, any gender, really, they feel encouraged by that. And they're like, wow, I love that. You know, when I, when I tell my husband, like, man, thank you for cooking this incredible meal guess what? He's like, yeah, this was delicious, right? What was your favorite parts about it? And then he'll improve it and, you know, cook it again. (laughs) Or if I'm like, hey, you know, thanks so much for, I love the way you, you reacted to, you know, our daughter about this. We, we practice gentle parenting, practice it. (laughs) It's, It's not innate to us, but we are practicing it actively, you know, and I'll always acknowledge him for when it's a difficult situation and our child is doing whatever, you know, a four year old does. Um, and I always acknowledge him. I say, Hey, thank you for handling it that way. Cause I'm not sure that I could have, you know, I really appreciate that. I really saw that. And guess what? It encourages us for the next time to try to handle it in a a similar or the same way. Yeah. That positive reinforcement as well. My, 
My husband's memory sometimes is so ridiculous with like those little things that I've said that I've forgotten that I've even said, like pairs of jeans that I like or a t-shirt or like those little details that like do make a difference, you know, when, when it comes down to it at the end of the day. But I think people, when they, especially after they get married, or if they're in a long-term relationship, if marriage isn't for you, but you're in, you know, you're eight or 10 years in or whatever it might be. And you forget, like, you truly have to keep dating your partner. Like, don't, don't just yeah. give up. <laughs> like For sure. And I, and I, I just want to say, like, this is not just for women, right? This is for men. This is yes, for this is for couples. everybody. This is for, like, every, every relationship, right? Continue to date who you are with. And that doesn't mean, like, oh, uh, you know, you have to, like, strain yourself and do all this extra stuff. But, like, continue to be in that space of engagement, of that space of energy and that fun, because you're creating it. You're creating your marriage, right? So continue to create what it is that you want, and, and that can change, right? Maybe your marriage started out one way and you're like, hey, I want to focus more on this. Okay, so see if this marriage can go that way. You know, start to create that, start to speak that into reality. Make those changes, but it's possible. Mm-hmm. I have a question for you about your, your first marriage. Besides the cheating, was there any red flags Mm -hmm. for that that you maybe energetically or physically or whatever it may be where Mm -hmm. you were like okay I think it might be time to wrap this up okay so hindsight is 2020 (laughs) I did not see this when I was getting into the situation but let me tell you that my the first person that I married that partnership was largely based on me wanting to be loved so hard, right? I now, looking back upon it, can identify all of the shadows that had come up for me, all of the limiting beliefs that had come up for me that, that, a lot, that created me into settling for this relationship, right? And the person was a wonderful person. I have nothing against them. But it was just like not the union for us right? It was me being with someone who belittled me because I was like, I'm not really that lovable anyways. So if this person's going to accept me, yeah, okay, I'll just go with it. This was me, you know, taking crap from them because they were so charismatic and everybody wanted to be with them, right? So charming. And I was like, oh, I could take, I could take some crap for being with this person. That's so cool. Status symbol, right? It was me like really just being in the space of like, a, you know, I'm going to turn a blind eye here. I'm going to turn a blind eye here. Uh, I didn't see that because I don't want to create that. I wanted to continue to live in what I thought a relationship would be like, right? But I, but what I can see now is that I had built that relationship from my limiting beliefs, from the space of I'm not lovable. lovable. I can't really be with anybody. No one would really want to be with me kind of thing. And then I had, you know, it, it materialized. It was the creation that I had made. Um, and it took a while for me to really shift that perception, but it wasn't until I crashed and burned in that situation that I could even see that there was an issue. I never thought that I had these limiting beliefs prior to that. I thought I was good, you know, I thought everything was fine, but it was only when I hit like rock bottom was I like, wait a second, that's not how life is supposed to be. This is not what I want. This is not what a relationship is. My definition of a relationship is different. And then I could make different choices. But it wasn't until I saw that contrast that I said, oh, I don't want this. <laughs> it's a no for me. I want something else. Yeah, that contrast is definitely important. I think, especially when you're in it, it's like you're in the thick of it. 
and you may have been in this relationship for multiple years or however long and sometimes you almost need like physical space to see who you are like you might have lost yourself within the relationship and now it's hard to differentiate between what's just life and what is actually this person and this person's you know interaction with my life you know what I mean yeah like how does it really like intertwine how do how do those things work together yeah I understand what you're saying I I think that a, a lot I would just encourage everybody to kind of look in that space of limiting beliefs. And you can sometimes see it when you look in the past in different relationships and how they went. You might start to see a pattern, you know? You might start to see maybe a phrase that kept coming up. It might not be obvious to you in the beginning, but if you really look into these relationships, sometimes you'll see a pattern and then you'll be like, wait, what's there? You know, And that in itself is its own form of shadow work. It's a form of you looking into your past to just seeing what's there, being an observation of, of what could have been, of the ideas that you might have had about yourself. Yeah, relationships are definitely our biggest mirrors and, and teachers. And uh, there's also a misconception about not being able to do the work while you're in a relationship. And I think that, depending on the relationship, but I think that can be challenged. You know, you can do shadow work while you're in a relationship and grow together. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I think that you can grow in a relationship. Grow? Can you grow together? Yes. Is it a guarantee? No. Mm -hmm. You know, people grow in, in spiritual ways, doing shadow work and in different aspects in totally different rates too. You can still have your spouse or your partner involved in what your growth is, but don't hold an expectation for them. Right. And don't say like, Hey, well, if you're not meeting this milestone, you're out, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Cause they're going to evolve differently than you evolve and that's okay. But it's always your choice. Like, is this the evolution that I, in the direction that I want to go in or is it not, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I'm totally aware of time. Cause that literally flew by <laughs> and I don't want to keep you. Um, but do you want to plug anything or, or uh, add any last final thoughts or advice? Yeah, always. Always <laughs> got something to say. Um, I would love your listeners, if they are looking for um, group coaching, if they're looking for coaching, I have a group coaching program. It's called the Journey Group Coaching Program in which we do a lot of the things that we were talking about, right? We do some deep shadow work. We do, um, you have like support as we're going. We have a supportive community, a really like like-minded tribe of people that are really trying to shift their lives, that are doing this work, that inner work that's necessary to manifest the life of their dreams. We had a call on Monday night and I'm always like so astounded at the breakthroughs that are happening and all the stories of transformation. I'm always like, I, I probably cry on every single call that we have because I'm like, oh my God, you guys are incredible. You know, it's just like so transformational. Um, and I love the group. And I, I think that um, if you're looking for a really supportive place to have like a, a coach in your pocket, because you also have the opportunity to, to message me through Discord, you know, um, it's a really, really supportive program. And uh, I'd love to have you as part of it. If you're looking for a journal <laughs> to create some manifestations, and I have a really cool journal, it's available on Amazon, it's available at Target and uh, Barnes and Nobles and all around the world in so many different places, you can find it. Um, it's called the Law of Attraction Manifestation Journal by Lutha J. Please go get it. 
right in it. <laughs> I think that that's also overcoming a limiting belief. I talk to so many people that are like, I have your book, but I can't write in it. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> you know, the, the paper's there for a reason. I've lined it a certain way for a reason. And then I, I like had this conversation until they actually write in it. Um, yeah. And I, I, th I just want to really let people know, like, if there's a choice that you can make in a day to really like one thing that you could do on an any day basis that would change the energy of your life, it is to give. <laughs> and I know you're probably like, what? <laughs> yes, it is to give. It is to be in that space of giving kindness. It is to be in that space of giving your time. It might be the space of you giving um, a donation or tutoring someone or helping someone in some way. Giving and putting energy out into the world is the first way that you can shift your own energy. If you're feeling in a stuck place, if you're feeling trapped, if you're feeling like things just are not working out for you, give push that energy out into the world. The more good energy that you put out in the world, the more good energy there is for you to access in the world, right? So, yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much. Again, it flew by so much to talk about. Still could ask you a million questions, but um, thank you. And I'm so excited for our listeners to, my, my listeners rather, to hear what you have to say because it was just perfect so thank you again thanks for having me you're right it did fly by this was you know so fun and easy and i i absolutely love you so thank you for inviting me on and i, I really appreciate it oh, of course all right well thank you i'm stopping the podcast